We've been celebrating tonight on Money News International Women's Day. And given that we want, you know, each and every one of our Money News listeners, regardless of age or demographic, to be financially literate, it would be remiss of us not to mention that some of the financial challenges that women face when it comes to money. According to Finder, women have less than half the cash in the bank than men and hold fewer investments and hold more credit card debt than men. That's not exactly positive. Sarah Megason is Finder's money expert and she joins me this evening to discuss all figures. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Sarah, obviously in in light of the interest rate rises, we're seeing household savings literally disappear to pay for mortgages. What are some of the numbers that you're seeing in particular with women in terms of money they have in the bank? Yeah, well, I think this cost of living crisis is compounding an issue that we've already had um, for many years. And at Finder, we track um, all of these kind of money trends through our Finder Consumer Sentiment Tracker. Uh, We have over 47,000 Australians contributing to that. So it's a really robust amount of data. um, And that shows that the average Australian woman at the moment has around $21,500 in savings compared to the average man who has almost double at $43,400. So that gap uh, is getting bigger. Uh, It was much lower last year in 2022. um, The difference was about 83%. Now that difference is 102%. So I think all of these cost of living pressures are just turning what is an existing issue into an even bigger issue. Well, one of the issues that people face in relation to money, and it is a major factor in people separating or divorcing, and divorce planning is part of my career. And the big challenge that I see, not only in the numbers that you just said there, Sarah, is the gap in superannuation. And uh, mothers, you know, they're primary, maybe the primary carer, and they look after children for a number of years, and that might be five years, it might be seven years, and their superannuation suffers. So in terms of the difference that you just mentioned in savings, what about the difference in relation to a divorce or a separation that may take place in relation to superannuation? Yeah, it's a really good question. And actually, it's one of the main things that stops um, a person from moving forward with a separation or a divorce, and they really don't want to be in that relationship anymore. But if they don't have the financial support and backing to get out of it, they can feel financially stuck. Um, so the average, the difference between the average super balance for men uh, versus women, women is, again, um, very, very different. For women, it sits at around $150,000. Um, for men, it sits at around $250,000. So there's, again, it's almost double. It's a, a huge difference between uh, what men stand to retire with and what women stand to retire with. One of the figures that caught my eye today was the numbers that you had on women you know, engaging in buy now, pay later debt. Now, this product is more of services being offered, but are more women relying on payment plans as things get tougher? Yeah, we've definitely seen an uptick in buy now, pay later since last year. Um, And it is really concerning because it's so easy to get into trouble with those types of platforms. Um, they, They kind of sell themselves on the basis of the fact that you don't need to run a credit check and that, you know, they're not going to make it difficult for you to get access to money and that should be the first red flag for you. Um, And where people get into trouble is where they have a few of them going. So buying something as a one-off or using it in a short, as a short-term kind of cash flow strategy is fine. But if you've got four or five different buy now, pay later um, payments running uh, and then you miss the payments, you know, the late fees on these can be massive and, Again, we did some research on it last year. It was something like the fees on a uh, buy now, pay later, if you didn't pay it off in time, ended up costing you something like 500% more. So you'd buy something for, say, $70 on buy now, pay later. 
you end up paying fees of $5 or $10 here and there that can end up costing you well more than the initial purchase. Um, and those little things, you know, you, you don't think it, it, it's not a huge amount and it's not a huge price to pay $5 here or $10 there, but they all add up and they all erode your personal savings. That's right. Now, finally, Sarah, we're big promoters of financial education and literacy on money news. Do you think an increase in financial education might go some way, in particular at schools, to helping some of these gaps? Uh, yes, a thousand percent is something I'm so passionate about. And I think the secret to it is to make it fun and to gamify it. It's certainly mm. the approach that I use with my kids um, my, from a young age. My kids are now seven, nine and 12. But even when they were younger, um, earning their pocket money has always been a bit of a game. We have a point system and, and a blackboard and charts and things like that. And it's always been very fun for them to interact with. Um, and I think that is absolutely the way to go to engage kids from a young age um, and get them to understand the value of money and, you know, the value of working and contributing to get a, a benefit from that. And, the, and what happens, the consequences, if you don't contribute and you don't do your work, you don't get your pocket money. I think that's a really good lesson to learn early on uh, in preparation for the workforce in the real world where you certainly don't get your money if you're not doing the work. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree that starting early having these conversations as young as possible. And, you know, some of our research showed that um, the average boy earns more po pocket money than the average girl in Australia. Um, the difference is only about $1.50. I think it's about $8.50 for a girl versus $10 for a boy. But that in itself is concerning. We should be, you know, teaching kids from a young age um, the value of money and it should be on equal footing from day one. I agree, Sarah. Earn and learn. Sarah Megginson, expert at Finder on money and all things, obviously, in educating kids on pocket money. Thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. Thank you so much.